Alaska Extension Almanac. Yonis disease in cattle is often associated with dairy cattle, but has been identified in beef cattle in many counties here in the state. It can cause diarrhea, reduce food intake, weight loss, and even death in some extreme situations. On today's Almanac, Extension educator and veterinarian Lindsay Wachter-Mead talks about how producers can identify and control conditions that will help their cattle avoid this disease. The clinical signs really don't show up until we get to about stage three. So there's four different stages. Stage one would be what we call uh, like a silent stage or the early stage, and it's not detectable. You wouldn't be able to send a sample in in an animal that's less than two years old to be able to detect any antibodies to this bacteria. So usually this is in the calves that have maybe ingested it from feces from a shedding animal, and it starts to replicate in the intestines, but there's no there's nothing that you can see. So after time, there, there is a chance that in that first stage, just like any other infection an animal or a human would get, that your, your immune system might, might be able to overcome it. And if it does, you may not progress to stage two. However, most of them will start to progress as that bacteria starts to replicate. And we get into stage two, and that would be kind of what's called a, a subclinical shedder, where these would be animals that we're going to not see any clinical signs. So they look really healthy, but the bacteria load is high enough. So we're starting to shed that in the feces. So this is that hidden source of infection that's really dangerous because you just don't know that it's there. And if you test that animal, even if you were just doing a screening, you actually only 10% of the time are going to have enough antibodies in those feces to even come up positive. So that's, that's the area that gets really tricky because I mean, it's dangerous. We just don't know that it's there and they are shedding it. Now, if, if that over time starts to go and over time could be anywhere from two to 10 years. I mean, it can take a really long time to get to show those signs. But once we get into stage three, then we're starting to see those clinical signs that I had mentioned, the diarrhea, the weight loss, and the bacteria load is definitely high. And these are considered heavy shedders. Um, so lots and lots of bacteria found in the feces. And if it gets, again, one more stage up, this is where we get into the advanced stages. This is the ones that you're definitely going to know something's wrong. They're going to be very thin. They're going to have um, extreme weight loss, extreme diarrhea, drop in milk production. They're just going to look really bad. And the thing about them is in, in stage four, not only can they spread now the bacteria in their feces and manure, it actually can also be spread in colostrum and milk, and it could potentially be spread to the calf. So if they were bred, then we could be spreading it into the fetus too. Uh, one other thing, once you get to stage four, is that these animals may not pass inspection at carcass slaughter. So we definitely, you know, if you're starting to see signs in stage three, something that looks concerning anytime, you know, that's when you want to contact your veterinarian and possibly test those animals. The way that you prevent it from getting in would be just like any other biosecurity mechanism. So we talk about adding replacements. If you, you know, if you're wanting to get a replacement, you want to make sure that it is from a healthy herd. And that's, that's for any disease, honestly. And then just good management techniques with any sort of uh, disease process, but especially knowing that yonis is spread in manure. We want to talk about uh, biosecurity management issues at calving. So making sure that you're cleaning up you know, any of the calving areas, cleaning in or calving in new zones. Another one that's big to remember, especially in uh, the beef sector is where your colostrum comes from. So, uh, you know, it's 
I have talked before about getting a source of colostrum to use, you know, if you had a, if you had a cow that had a colostrum sample and you wanted to keep that for use in another calf, just make sure that that cow obviously has a healthy, has a healthy status. And I would definitely, you know, advise not getting colostrum from the neighboring dairy. Not that there may be something wrong with that, but we know that it's more prevalent in dairy animals. Today's program was a portion taken from a recent Beef Watch podcast offered by Nebraska Extension. To hear the entire interview, go to beef.unl.edu or download from Apple Podcasts. For Nebraska Extension Almanac, I'm Brad Mills. Nebraska Extension Almanac is a production of IANR Media and Nebraska Extension. For more information on how your university is serving Nebraskans, go to extension.unl.edu.